What's going on guys? Captain Carlos here with Marea Gear. Uh, so today I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how Marea got started, kind of our foundation, our roots, and, and where we're headed here moving forward. So I grew up fishing southeast Florida. Grew up fishing the, the inlets, the piers, um, the intercoastals, the river systems, you name it. Anywhere there was a snook or a tarpon, I was stalking them. <laughs> I started that at a very young age. Um, actually caught my first snook and tarpon before I hit double digits, I believe, and never really looked back. I was kind of obsessed to the to the point where um, I think my parents thought I was nuts. So, but you know, it kept me out of trouble, and uh, I'm very grateful for it. Um, growing up here in, in South Florida. Um, you know, one of the, the fishing capitals of the world, if not the fishing capital of the world. Uh, I was very fortunate to experience some of the craziest fishing uh, and bait fish migrations that have have been around. I know this is going back to the, the 1980s, early 90s, uh, when you could see mullets, schools, I'm not saying like, you know, a couple hundred or a couple thousand, I'm talking acres of mullet getting destroyed by sharks, tarpon, snook, mackerel, bluefish, jacks, you name it. Anything that was cruising along the beach was destroying these things. And uh, that just kind of fueled the fire for me, you know. Um, grew up bait fishing, throwing cast nets to, um, you know, catch these mullet and then um, sabikis, you know, to catch whatever other bait fish was around and, and what other forage these, these predatory fish were, were keying in on, uh, sardines, uh, goggle eyes, threadfin, you name it, you know, whatever was there, that's what we were using. So did that for a number of years into my, you know, middle teenage years and got pretty good at it. You know, um, after, Learning from my mistakes and talking with my, my fishing buddies and fellow anglers. Um, and then I guess the natural progression was to learn how to catch these large predatory fish, but on some, with something that was unnatural, but you made it appear to be so natural that they couldn't hes hesitate committing to it. Uh, that was kind of like the next challenge. So uh, fished artificial lures for uh, for a little while and, and got good at it, you know, got proficient at it. Um, always kind of stuck to natural colors, you know, black and silvers or uh, brown and creams, you know, brown and whites, pearls, uh, stuff like that. Something that would mimic the bait fish that we used growing up as kids. I mean, Mother Nature doesn't really change too much, so, you know, I figured that was a, a sure bet. So, did that, but found, um, you know, over the years that a lot of the, the baits and profiles that were out there didn't mimic exactly what our coastal bait fish did, you know, as far as the profile, uh, the actions, um, the color schemes, all, you know, all the above. So, a couple of years ago, I'm talking with my uh, my brother and I'm like you know what I think we can come out with a, a company that can really dial in these bait fish profiles to the T I mean to the T where it's like freaky and the fish will, will go nuts over it 
So we come out with a, a prototype of a, a mullet lure. You know, we figured a mullet, you can't go wrong with that because that's one of the most common bait fish in Florida. Everybody and uses mullet for bait and, you know, anything that swims pretty much eats a mullet. So uh, came out with a mullet imitation. Uh, we wanted to come out with a, a mullet pattern and profile that uh, kind of mimicked a lot of the, the, the size mullets that we preferred using for bait what we call the candy bar size so nothing too small but a chunky you know chunky mullet um five to like eight nine inches that was like the sweet spot you know those it seemed like that size bait would entice the bigger fish to commit quicker so that's what we shot for it came out with this prototype uh, a year and a half ago maybe uh towards the end of uh uh, the fall mullet migration. So I call up one of my, my longtime uh, fishing buddies, and he's a, a hell of a snook fisherman. Snook and tarpon fisherman, he's one of the best I know. So I figured, um, you know, he's kind of old school like me and, you know, grew, grew up fishing live bait. So it'd be a good test to um, to fish alongside him. So we uh, we meet up and we start fishing. Um and he, you know, he throws the net, gets a mullet, and, uh, and puts a live bait down. Nothing's really happening. You know, 15, 20 minutes go by, and uh, water's, you know, tide's moving good, and uh, we hear fish popping. You know, stuff's happening. But no bites. So I go, and I grab the, the prototype lure that we were working on, and I, uh, I show it to my buddy. I'm like, do you mind if I throw this for a little bit, you know? just kind of mutual respect for, you know, guys that are fishing, you, you get that, uh, mutual respect. I tell my buddy, I'm going to try this and just want to see if it'll work better than the live bait. He's like, no, have at it, man. So go ahead and make, uh, you know, maybe, a, maybe a dozen casts if that with it. And I get a bite. I mean, I hook up and it's a little tarpon about, you know, 40, 50 pounds. Um, have him on for a few minutes and then he shakes off in the distance. But I was like, hell yeah, bite, cool action. <laughs> the lure works, you know, I'm like, all right, don't get too excited. It's only one fish, but you know, so it was, it was reassuring though. So get, get a bite. And you know, that was cool. Shakes off. My buddy's still fishing over there with the, the live bait, you know, live mullet and no bites, nothing, nothing really happened. And I think he had one, one short, you know, quick pull and, and spit it. But so I continue casting and over the, the course of another 30 minutes or so making, you know, a uh, few, maybe a dozen, dozen and a half cast, I hook up with another three to four bites and not just tarpon. I mean, it was tarpon, snook, bluefish, whatever was around was eating this lure. It was nuts. And my buddy sees me hooking up and he's like, all right, what in the hell are you using that is getting you the bites, but I'm not getting anything with live bait. I mean, it was, it was unreal. Like both of us kind of sat back in amazement and kind of took it in. We're like, this can't be happening. We're both old school mentality, live bait. There's nothing really better than that. So I'm like, I show him, I'm like, no, it's just a lure we've been working on. It's a prototype. And he's like, let me see that thing. So I go ahead and I, I give him my rod and he, he starts casting. And, uh, 
he makes half a dozen casts, and within those casts, he hooks into a tarpon about 80 pounds, fights it for like 20, 30 minutes before it shakes off, but he sits there and he's like, God damn, he's like, holy shit, how, how does this happen? He, he was amazed. He, he, you know, we were both kind of speechless. It was weird to see a piece of plastic, a lure, uh, working more efficiently than what Mother Nature intended. So uh, that was kind of what set in stone our production. You know, uh, that was uh, uh, it was enough evidence for us. So we went ahead and, and went into production with the lure. Uh, came out with just just a couple colors to start. Um, our smoked mullet color, which is um, kind of a dark top, you know, black top with a, a smoke and abalone fin finish on the sides with a cream belly. Um, and then we also came out with our, uh, our Goldilocks color, which has got a black top, but then kind of like that real stained or yellow or orangish color on the bottom, um, kind of looks like a, one of those beat up river mullet, you know, way back up the river, uh, where those, you know, big snook and tarpon live too. So that was kind of our, our mindset there. So came out with both of those. Um, they've been received pretty well. Um, we have guys actually telling us in, uh, in Hawaii that are, uh, are, are launching them off the, uh, the, like the volcanic rocks and whatnot out there for, for giant trevally, you know, casting past the, the breakers because of the weight of the lure, they can actually get past the breakers to, to target these fish, which is, that was pretty cool. We didn't even design it for that, but sure enough, it, it works for that too. Um, we also came out with a, a few new colors here in spring 2018, uh, our toasted croaker, which is designed to just mimic a, uh, a, a juvenile croaker, a very common bait fish here in East, uh, central Florida, you know, targeting redfish, snook, tarpon, whatever. And then we also, uh, have a pure mullet color, which is just a black and silver with some flash and a cream belly, very natural looking, um, mullet imitation. Uh, you could check them out at mydeagear.com. Um, stay tuned. You know, we got a lot of stuff in the, in the pipeline here as well. We encourage any feedback, comments, um, any way we can help you out. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for tuning in.